Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. You work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love doing what you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you guys that you're not just listening to this show, but you're actually acting upon it. So many of you guys have reached out to us. So many of you guys have started to work with us. And it's awesome to see the results that you're getting, that your life is actually changing. So thank you for doing so. As always, if you want to know how to change your life, you want to create more passive income now, go check out our website, moneyripples.com. Click on the passive income calculator to see how much passive income you can create in the next 12 months. So check that out now. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I'm bringing on somebody who's actually a coach of mine, right? Brandon McCurdy here. So Brandon, to understand about him, he's got five businesses, possibly six. So if you hear a little ding on his computer, it actually might be number six business that he's bought. His primary focus is around branding and marketing, lives out in Chicago with his wife and his kids. Just an amazing guy, brilliant mind, and works for a great group called Sharper that I've hired as well. Especially if you've ever read books like Rocket Fuel, these guys are the master of that EOS system. Brandon, welcome to our show. Hey, Chris. Good to be on, man. Looking forward to this. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, give us a little bit more of the backstory than just five, maybe six businesses that you've got today. Uh, tell us more about you. Yeah. So I've always been interested in just human experience and how people engage with stuff. And obviously that led me into doing a lot of work with branding and marketing and opened up a marketing agency about 20 years ago at this point, was trying to just kind of make ends meet as a young guy, but kind of found that I had a knack for it. So that grew, started doing some stuff with a lot of consumer packaged goods, did some real estate stuff back in 06 with some folks and helped uh, position some properties for sale and grew from there into getting picked up by Sharper, like you mentioned there, and I've been working with them now for a few years and added to that on the t-shirt company. We own a software company, we own a marketing company and just anything and everything. And obviously my wife is extremely entrepreneurial as well. So that keeps me, that keeps me sharp. And the kids have kind of fallen right in with that as well. So that's our life is just, we don't choose things, we just do all of them. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know you guys have worked with a lot of real estate investors, primarily those that have businesses, real estate, like wholesalers and flippers, but you guys have even expanded beyond that. Obviously our business is not a real estate business per se. We're more service-based businesses, but I mean, obviously you guys have been working with a lot of people here lately. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We were just with a large e-commerce company. We've worked with hedge funds. We've worked with uh, cannabis dispensaries. We worked with trucking companies, you name it. So business is business and all of them need to be run efficiently as possible, no matter what the widget is. It kind of is, it all translates across all business. So it's a little enjoyable sometimes to get into those that are maybe not what we're used to, but be able to bring the same needs to it. We just started working with a chiropractor and then you're going to pick up, looks like a series of chiropractic offices and help that industry as well. So pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Yeah. We got a lot of chiropractic fans here too. So that's great to hear. What are you seeing right now? Like what's the kind of the, I want to say the trending thing, right? But I want to say more like, what are the common areas you're seeing that either people are stuck, maybe they're stuck in their business, whether they know it or not. What are some of those common blocks that people are running into right now? Yeah. So for context with Sharper, I usually go in and I'll work with a client the first day they've ever met us. And so I'll go in there and document all of their accountability charts and start tracking some metrics and start looking at some basic numbers. And then we come back 90 days later and in between that we're we're working with them. So especially those clients I worked with three months ago and now seeing the, pardon the pun, the ripple effect of what the market has done to them over these last 90 days. It just seems that all of those areas that were loose before are rattling loudly now. And so whether that's personnel issues or whether that's cash flow issues or whether that's whatever it is, it's the stress of things making those weak spots stand out. So specifically, if you weren't good at marketing before, you're probably suffering now. If you struggled to motivate your team before, it's even more difficult when they're nervous. So honestly, it's just those gaps that they had before. And for our clients, making sure that we get ahead of it and see those gaps before they get tested to their max are those areas that we're seeing the most stress right now. And a lot of it is just not knowing their numbers. And I know that's something you're passionate about and in your space, but if you don't know the numbers, there's really no way to make any adjustments. So that's really where we start at. It's true. The numbers, not that they don't lie, because you can always take numbers and skew them, but they definitely reveal a story, don't they? Absolutely. And that's really a big step with us in the first phases is getting an actionable 10 to 15 numbers that tell the entire story of the company. We've been pressing, especially on our CEO level people or people who are the business owners to just know two or three numbers that help you sleep at night. Don't try to get 55 to 60 numbers that don't really tell you anything. Get Mm -hmm. two numbers that tell you everything. I just was Mm -hmm. with yesterday, the company in Florida that does virtual assistance. Again, high level CEO that wants to grow and do great things and all of that. But for her, literally all she really needed to know every week is how many billable hours did we have for VAs? How many billable hours did we sell this week? And that's really it. If she knows that number, she knows whether she's staffed properly. She knows whether there's money coming in and really getting down to those refined numbers. I mean, in your space, it's a lot of the same. People will look and say, I need to know that I'm going to bring in $20,000 a month or I'm going to have this yeah. much in retirement. There's, there's one number. And most mm-hmm. business owners, a lot of times, will get stuck down in the weeds and they won't identify those basic things. And sometimes it takes somebody coming in from the outside to help them find those. So that's what we enjoy doing. That's true. Especially if, you, if you're like me on the predictive index where I'm an individualist, right? Then you're kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to do the operations and running the company and everything else too. And that doesn't always right. work too well, does it? Yeah. You can do what you want to do, when you want to do it with whoever you want to be doing it with, with as long as you want to be doing it. So for me, it's, I'll go PI with you. I'm a collaborator. So for me, I'm always coming in by the end of the day, it's our business and we all work here together and try to bring as much honey as I can with the vinegar to make sure that it balances out well. But a lot of times there is some tough conversations around where are we going and why are we going there? What are we doing here? And a lot of it is with the businesses that I've been with the last few months, those who have strong 
accurate purposes. And we ask what the upsides are. Those who have strong purposes, like you mentioned at the beginning of this with the introduction, strong, clearly defined purposes as to why you're doing this, they can weather the storms and they can get through it because they know that the purpose is greater than themselves and it's greater than making money. It's greater than a business. It's it's something else. Those who don't tend to aren't willing to go through the tough times and, and make the adjustments that are necessary. So so true. And that kind of leads me to what I was going to ask you too. How often do you see it where it's more of a mindset or mind space issue? Because like, for example, you watch TV shows like The Prophet or you watch Kitchen Nightmares and you see people go in these businesses. It almost always comes back to the leader. Have you seen sure. that be true in your case as well? Or how does that play out for you? We always start with, we build, and you've done it with us before, we build out an accountability chart. Here's the whole company. Yeah. And I've been pressing for a while now. We need to take that accountability chart and really design it flipped upside down. Because at the end of the day, everything flows down to the owner of the business. He, he's going to have to be responsible for everything at some level. It, it comes to him. And so from that perspective, it's a 100% mindset. It's the leader of the business and the joy they find in doing the work that they do. If you enjoy it, then it doesn't matter if you're making, if, if you're up 10% or you're down 10%. If you hate it, it doesn't matter if you're up 10% or you're down 10%. And so one of the big things we do is I always refer to, it seems a little bit kumbaya, let's all hold hands and get along a little bit here. But a big thing we do is helping people identify those purposes, because if we don't have them, let's just go do something else. You know this, there's a lot easier ways to make money than running a business. And so if we don't have a greater purpose for it, that can become very challenging. So at Sharper, we've pressed on for years trying to get leaders to grow themselves. And it's very difficult. We put on events and say, come learn how to be a better leader and people wouldn't show up. So we've kind of had to sneak it in the back door with uh, systems and processes and get them to focus on them growing themselves as leaders as well. What are some other pitfalls you tend to see uh, with business owners nowadays? Yeah, just the real practical ones right now is number one, thinking that the messaging and the I'm a marketing guy. So the messaging and marketing we sent out 60 days ago should be the same as it is today. And obviously we know that's not true newspaper is not the same today as it was yesterday. And so we have to think about that as well. Our marketing can't be the same today as it was yesterday. And a lot of times they've vended out their marketing and they're not holding their vendor accountable to adjusting to the messaging that's changed in the market. So because the marketing guy, that would be number one for me. Number two is talent development is taking the people that they have and investing back in them to the level that they'll allow them to. Obviously, at some point, employees are going to look at you and say, I'm not willing to do the work. I'm not willing to do what you want me to do. But also, as owners and business owners, we expect ourselves to grow and to become more refined. We got to do the same for our, our teams and, and allow them those things. And then thirdly, is just accountability. There's got to be accountability for the processes that we said, this is what's going to get us to performance. The process is we do this and that gets us to our performance. We all track the performance. We all look at a P&L. But a lot of times we don't look at the process. And when we don't look yeah. at the process, then we're not able to identify problems before they hit the performance. So those three to me is marketing, messaging, investing back in the people, and then looking at your process a lot more than you look at your performance in a changing market. That's so true. I, I know several years ago when I was just the one man show, right? It was very simple and easy. I mean, I did it myself. I was just part-time, casual. And then naturally, because this podcast, everything started growing and booming and and pretty soon, if I didn't want to be a overtime job kind of guy, all of a sudden, like where I'm supposed to be retired, and now right. I'm like working overtime, I'd have to have a team to support me. And you guys really helped me do that. You helped me hire the right people that mesh with my personality, which was awesome, as well as meshing with my own core values, which was really important here. 
I'll tell you the one thing that I think if it's strategic that we do on a regular basis is that level 10 meeting that we do each week. We do have to look at those numbers and we have to be accountable to them. And that applies to everybody on the team, especially if it's in their domain. It's sometimes pretty humbling. And especially as a leader, I know for me, it's like, hey, that's on me. I did that. Obviously, if this number isn't up, that's because I didn't do it, you know, or whatever it might be. And it's really important to have that accountability and you'll hold people's feet to the fire, including yourself as a leader. Absolutely. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago, so I'm a diehard Bulls fan. And so when I watched the Mm -hmm. Bulls growing up, you watched the Bulls before Phil Jackson got there and it was talented people running around scoring points. It was Michael Jordan scored 60 and you lose every game. And (laughs) most businesses, when I walk into them, that's the beginnings of their business. And that's, you have to be incredibly talented to get to a place where you're making money in business. Mm -hmm. You can't deny that. The next iteration of that is the discipline to say, we are going to have those weekly meetings. We are going to track metrics. We are going to hold people accountable to the processes that have to take place. To your point, you made a moment ago, when you started doing a podcast, it probably was just you innately, naturally picked up things and it became a process Sometimes good, sometimes bad. I, you know, for me, yeah. I, you know, those things I didn't do them right at the beginnings. Now it's taking that which is in your head and putting it down for somebody else to be able to replicate that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And so, a lot of times as business owners, especially if you've been in the weeds for a long time, I always tell them you have to hold yourself to following the process that you've now created. You have to be the champion of like I will follow the process so that the other people on your team will do the same and you can replicate the business. I want to come back to one area of your expertise too. You talk about marketing and branding, right? And that you can't just keep doing the same thing. Like for example, I beat the same drum over and over, right? But my drum is based on that vision and that mission. The vision, of course, is having at least 1,000 people financially independent by 2030. And of course, the mission of that is creating financially independent, happy, prosperous people. But then the how-to and how you communicate that message does change over time. How do you see it evolve and change? Is it same for everybody or is it just vary depending on the company and what people are looking for? I think a great example of it is, so for context as well, I also am a pastor. So I pastor a church every Sunday. Somebody told me once that there's only 11 themes in the Bible. And so you think about every sermon that's preached every week in every denomination, every, you know, tribe and tongue really has about 11 themes on it. And they all come at it from a different angle and they all can contextualize it to whatever's going on in the world around them. I look at branding and marketing the same way. To your point, for you, there is one theme, there is one message, there's one story that you want to tell. And now it's learning all the creative ways to come at it from every single angle until it's going to resonate with the hearer. A lot of times we can get selfish with it and say, I want to say it this way, I want it to get this way. But at the end of the day, you don't matter. I mean, I do a lot of branding and logo work and I'll get stuff done and I'll hand it to a client and they'll look at it and they'll say, yeah, I just don't think I like it. And I said, well, good thing, because it's not for you. So that's thinking of the end user first allows us to become very creative and say, what is the local soccer mom thinking about when it comes to financial freedom? What is the garbage man thinking about when it comes to financial freedom? How would I contextualize that specifically to him and his situation from the umbrella and the guardrails of, I really only have one purpose here. So that's kind of how I always think about it. It is, it allows more creativity when I have that central point, because now I don't have to worry about the central points. I can be creative with everything else. That's true. Because even though you look at movies in Hollywood, right? And some of the best movies often sometimes have the same underlying message. It's just a different story to teach that message, isn't it? So I'm a certified guide with story brand. So I'm all in on that. That's when we sit down with somebody to do a marketing analysis, we brand script it. 
And here's your story. And we're just going to now figure out how to tell that story from every possible angle we can get. I mean, Hollywood's mastered that. You can, and it messes you up after you've learned it because you'll sit there in a movie and think, oh man, there's the hero. There's the guy. There's the character. There's the you know, protagonist. There's the, here's the transitional call to action. You know, are they going to uh-huh. follow the path? Are they going to see success or failure? So it breaks you a little bit. Yeah, that's good. I'm not going to go to a movie with you. So that's good to yeah, know. No. I'll lean over. My drive my wife crazy. I just lean over to be like, "Here we go. They're going to see success or failure here. This is the moment. This is the turning point. That's right. Pay attention. That's right. Well, tell us more. Like with Sharper and what, what you guys do. Like, what's the phase that someone would be at that they'd say, "I need this kind of help." Right. Like this is where I need you guys to help really take me along. I know I have my own experience, but what would you say is kind of that common denominator for everybody? So we teach five phases of business. So it's startup, perseverance, viability scale and succession. So every business is one of those five phases of business. For us, most of the time, if somebody's in a startup phase, we can help them with three or four tools to get them from startup and say, hey, this is a viable, this is a company that could exist, right? My analogy for it is is a little bit crude, but I always call it and say, we can take it in a startup phase. And if it's not going to make it, we take it out back and we shoot it, right? We don't run businesses Uh that don't make money and don't keep running. I refer to it as old yellering the business, if you catch the old reference, right? We don't keep running this business. We let it die. If you're in that startup phase, we can give you three or four tools to get there. Probably 90% of the businesses we start with at the very beginning are in what we call perseverance, which is They've started a business, maybe they're still running it, but they don't have their key roles hired and trained. They don't have an operating system. They don't have meeting structure. They don't have KPIs. They couldn't take the business and hand it to somebody else and let them run it. So probably about 9% of our clients are there. And our goal is to get them to viability so that they can then decide, I'm just going to run this as a viable company, take my owner's distributions, go home at the end of the week and work less, be more efficient and effective. We find in perseverance, people are saying, I want my time back. I want my time back. I want my time back. In viability, they're saying, I want my money back. I want my money back. I want my money back. In other words, now I have to pay people to do all this stuff for me, right? We've really focused lately on that journey to getting somebody to viability so that they can then say, we can scale this business and then eventually we can sell it. And now we've written curriculum for each of those five phases so that wherever you're at in that journey, we're there to help and give you the tools and the resources to be able to do it. But most of the time, we're picking them up in that first phase of perseverance of, I'm working 80 hours a week. I've started to hire a couple people, but I don't really, you know, I don't really know what to do with them. I don't have meeting structures. And that could be everything from, I worked with somebody here in California a while ago, one man show. He was in perseverance. I worked with a hedge fund with 60 employees. They were in perseverance. It's not about size. Yeah. It's about literally what's going on with your business at the time. So, Absolutely. That's an important thing. I mean, if someone wants to get their, not just their time, their money back, I mean, get their sanity back even just to have a life. I think yeah. that's so important. It's like, you're not really just helping them grow a business. You're really helping them get their life back personally. Right. Yeah. We want to create predictive success, 90 yeah. day goals, quarterly commitments, annual planning, weekly meeting structures that says to somebody, you can feel confident that if we get somewhere in 90 days, we know how we got there. If we didn't get there, we know why we didn't get there. I know for me, when I started into business, that was not the case. I would just go out there and hustle and make as much money as I possibly could. Like I was just hustling. But as soon yeah. as I tried to add an employee, that was, it became impossible to do that. As soon as I tried to add more services, I only had so much bandwidth. And so that's really what we're trying to do is give people that ability to say, I want to double down and I want to scale this company and I'm, I'm all in on working 80 hours a week or 
I want to get it to viability. Let somebody else run the business and me just kind of enjoy what I get off of it. Why do you love what you do? I love what I do because it ties a couple things together for me. My bigger purposes in life are more focused around faith and family and those types of things and helping people. I'm a teaching junkie is how I refer to it. This is great for me today because I'm on about a three-week burner of teaching somewhere every day for about three weeks now. And so I just love seeing that opportunity to help somebody. People use the word influence pretty loosely. I prefer the word impact. I'd much rather impact 10 people than influence a thousand. Those two connections for me kind of tie all together in what I get to do with Sharper, which is sit with a business owner who, to your point, is stressed and overwhelmed and it's impacting their family. It's impacting their marriage. It's impacting every part of their life and just sit there for a moment and give them some control back. And by seeing that control begin to come back, all of a sudden it improves their family, improves their marriage and improves their life and gives them the clarity to think about the things that truly matter in life, which is what is life all about? What are my purposes? What I'm here? And I find most business owners end up finding themselves so deep in the weeds that they don't have time to have those deeper thoughts and those deeper conversations. So true. Brent, I appreciate you joining us today. Such a pleasure. I feel you there, man. Like I definitely feel you there for sure. And so appreciate you being there, serving people, helping people out and doing what you do. Thanks, Chris. This was so much fun. You bet. And everybody will go ahead and put Brandon's content information in the show notes there. So you guys can reach out to him if you feel like you're in that phase, especially that perseverance, the viability phase, you're trying to get to that point. Great group to work with. Someone that Money Ripples worked with as well. In fact, some of our star people on our team have come because of Sharper. So uh, we'll put that in the show notes there on our blog on moneyripples.com. So be sure to check that out. In the meantime, guys, you can be a hearer of the word, but it's more important if you're a doer, right? When you do it, that's when your life changes versus just hearing it over and over. Guys, go and make it a prosperous and wonderful week. And we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.